And we are coming to you live this morning from the Black Real Estate School Studios here in St. Louis, Missouri. Guys, if you are serious about learning the real estate game, if you're serious about partnering with people who are serious about the real estate game, teaching it uh, and helping you understand uh, where you can find your niche within that whole market, because it's more than just flipping. It's more than just buying it and renting out properties. There are all sorts of ways to get involved in real estate Then you want to go to the black real estate school.com the black real estate school.com and get yourself registered and enrolled. And I promise you, you will be glad that you did. Uh, so this morning we are continuing black wall street week. Have a very special guest that I'm going to introduce to you guys today. Uh, but before we do, just let me let you know this: that um, I am H. Cortez, your host for today, uh, also known as the one and only financial health mentor to the working class, where I do my absolute best to bring practical yet proven wealth building strategies to working men and women all over this great nation of ours. It is truly an honor, privilege, and a pleasure, uh, and I count it a blessing to be able to come to you guys each and every morning to uh, share with you from my heart. And as I tell you all the time, you guys or just listening to me lecture to myself. These are things that I'm trying to teach and learn myself. These are things that I'm trying to make sure that I'm holding myself accountable to do. So basically I invite you guys into a personal lecture to myself. So you guys thought I was talking to y'all, but I'm not, I'm talking to me and you guys just get to listen in. So um, I, uh, if you have not, been on the show before. Let me tell you exactly who this show is for. This show is for risers and grinders only. You got to be ready to get up and get out and get something in today's economy or else you'll never have anything, right? And if that is you, this is your show. This show is for legacy builders, right? If you are serious about building a legacy for your family, if you're serious about building generational wealth, this show is for you. If you're the type of person that says, you know what? Every night I lay myself down to sleep, I think about what I'm going to do tomorrow next year, next five years, next 10 years to make sure that my children's 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 children are going to be proud to bear my name, then this is your show. Now, on the other hand, who is this show not for, right? This show is not for the bump on the law. This show is not for the pessimist. This show is not for that person who, uh, if you're the type of person sitting back waiting on Donald Trump to fix the economy instead of focusing on your economy, this is not your show. 
right? If you are the type of person that sees the negative in every situation, this is not your show. If you're the type of person who thinks money is evil, capitalism is a dirty word, wealthy people are snobs, this ain't your show, man, because I'll tell you, when you have that kind of relationship with money, then you tend to repel money away from you instead of attracting it to you, right? And everybody who's watching this show is attracting money, prosperity, peace, blessings, joy, happiness into their lives. So if that's not you, then this ain't your show. You can exit stage level. And I can tell you each and every morning, if you've never seen a future billionaire before, and yes, that's billion with a B, I want you to take a screenshot, cheese, because you're looking at one right now. In fact, you're looking at two in a minute when I bring on my guests, uh, because that's what we do, man. And if you want to get in the game with us, it's what I recommend, because there's not a billionaire on this planet that has ever gotten there without helping other people become billionaires, mega millionaires, decamillionaires, millionaires, and so on and so forth. So that could be you uh, if you get off your rump and do something, right? In my Kimberly Elise voice from the movie John Q, she told her husband, do something. And he went and took the hospital hostage, right? So I'm not telling you to go take the hospital hostage, but you got to get off your butt and do something. Today's show is brought to you by the Passive Income School. Guys, if you are, uh, if you don't understand the power in creating systems and creating passive income, meaning that money that comes in with minimum physical effort from you, right? Renting uh, our properties is passive income, right? It takes minimum effort. Once you get that property together to be rented out, it takes minimum effort and that passive income comes in month in, month out. So we want you to learn how to do that. And my guest for today will tell you exactly how you can access the passive income school. So uh, this brother uh, is somebody that I followed for about three or four years, maybe even longer. And I've modeled a lot of the things that I do off this brother because uh, he is, is serious about his own legacy personally. But like me, he's also serious about the legacy of our people and doing everything that he can uh, to make sure that we have a fair shot at building generational wealth. Uh, and uh, one thing that I love the last time he was on the show, he said, Tez, man, I ain't taking no vow of poverty uh, to, to, to advance the movement. So uh, and, and I believe in that, too, that we don't have to take a vow of poverty to advance the movement. There's things that we could do to bring uh, positive energy to our communities and draw an income from that at the same time. So as I present to some and introduce to others, let me tell you that uh, you better buckle up and hold on to your seats because Mr. Owner be on Mr. Unapologetically black man for the black man. Uh, without further ado, it's my man, Brother Dre, Andre C. Hatchet. Good morning, brother. How's it going? What's going on, leadership? Great morning to you, man. With a warm intro, I appreciate it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, look, man, let's get right into it, man. We got uh, 52 minutes to bust some heads around here, man, because that's what Black Wall Street is all about. That's what this week is all about. We need to bust some heads to the fat meat to get our people in a position to do what we need them to do in order to have what we need them to have. So before we go all the way, Ham, just tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and, and where you're from and, and a little bit of your background and why you're so cotton-picking passionate about the black community, bro. Oh, 
All right. Well, again, great morning to you, Brother Cortez, and great morning, audience guests and viewers who will view this at a later at, at a later time. Uh, my name is Andre C. Hatchett. I am of Jamaican descent. I was born in New Rochelle, New York. Um, I worked previously being an entrepreneur full time. Please, Marvis. Uh, I worked with special needs children, making fifteen fifteen an hour. I enjoyed the work, but it was definitely the plantation, definitely racism, definitely and and black male. Uh, I, I I I was great at my job when I got I, I was great I was great at the job because my job was not mine. I was great at the job when I got heat for being a phenomenal black male doing phenomenal work. The, the, the whole school knew I was. All the kids knew I was. I, I was I was coaching the basketball team. I was um just I was great at what I did. And I still had heat. And I always knew that entrepreneurship was going to be my route. I thought at the time it was going to be on a part-time basis or maybe later on in life. But me doing a phenomenal job and me still getting um, heat from the clan, I was like, okay, this extra strategy has to change. So uh, when I was 20, I was 22, when I bought my first property, I got my second with my family member when I was 23. And I started my mobile notary company when I was 23 and a half, going on 24. I've had a company for 24 years, and now we're nationwide. And I'm hardcore black. I'm hardcore black department. I, I, I was raised studying Garvey. I was raised studying Malcolm X by my great father. So it, it was embedded in me to be pro-black. And I'm just, I'm, I'm result-orientated by nature. So... I can't call out Reverend Allen, Jesse, or whoever is the public black figure out here if I'm not out here. Who am I going to point to? So, so yeah. I, I pointed myself, and I was like, anything that I'm going to, most of what I'm going to speak out about, besides the politics, because I don't want to care about it. Right. <laughs> what I'm going to speak right. out about, I'm, I'm going to take a part in it. And right. I sleep better at night when I do that. So, so here we are, long-term entrepreneur, real estate investor, and um teacher. I have over 3,000 students in the past year and a half. Awesome. Awesome. So, and I like that, that you said that if you're not going to be out here taking actions every day in the community to uplift and, and bring uh, economic empowerment via information, via businesses, you're not going to point the fingers at quote unquote leaders um, in, in the community. And I like that. And we talked a little bit uh, uh, yesterday about the difference between leaders and leadership. And you are an example of leadership in the sense that you are doing what you expect to be done by others versus pointing out what needs to be done and telling people, hey, go do this, go do this, go do that. And and that's that's what that's the difference. What a leader does is say, hey, go do this. But leadership says, come, let uh, I need your help as we together do this and I, I like that uh, about you so uh let's let's one of the things that we we got a question even before you when when people knew you were coming on we, we got a couple questions and one of the questions is i want you to explain to, to the to the audience what gentrification is and and what do you see as a couple one or two maybe three steps that we can invoke to stop gentrification uh in our neighborhoods gotcha so the technical term for gentrification it isn't actually a race thing. It's a renewal. So it's the renewal of an urban or decaying community or environment. So mm -hmm. there isn't a race attached to it. But in our lifetime, the past 
really hardcore. Let's go hardcore 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been not us renewing the neighborhoods on a larger scale. So it's basically white people, Asian, everyone who's not black, Mexican, right. <laughs> going to urban areas where there's usually some abandoned, usually a, a lot of multi-family homes, mm-hmm. vacant lots, city-owned homes, boarded-up homes that have been there for a long time, and they buy them typically in a group, and mm-hmm. the group could be one other person. Economically, <laughs> one other person. Right. You do not need multiple people. Yes. If it happens, it's and they literally they buy the property. So, so it doesn't start with the business usually. If a business is there, then they usually own the storefront and they own the apartments up top. Right. And they revitalize them, the rents go up, and oftentimes we have to move out because we don't own it. So it, it and Brother Trey Lingo, that's gentrification. Right, right. So, and, and I like that you said that a group can be one other person because I'm so past we got to wait for all 44 million black people in America to get on the same page before any, we can do anything progressively to <laughs> fix what's going on in our community, right? Yeah, um, I actually like small groups, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I like to work with under five people on a project personally. Not that it has to be the model for everybody going forward, right. but I personally like small groups. I find that I get more done when I work with small groups. So yeah, the whole everybody's same page, the whole we need every well, no movement has ever had more than twenty percent of its people ever in history. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. movement has ever had more than twenty percent of its people in history. I, I got that from my girl Maria Lord. Hey Maria, um, and girlfriend, girl, not girlfriend, <laughs> friend. Um, and I was like, wow, what she said that that made total sense. So yeah. let's just start. Let's literally just start yeah. and keep going. No, do not need a bunch of people. And people tend to want to hop on when you have something tangible anyway. So let's say that me, you, and Evan, and I'm Anthony want to build Black Wall Street in our own in our own way. Well, what, what I would say before we would go out to massive amount of people, I would say let's buy a, a vacant piece of land, a house attached to something, and say, hey, here's what we've done. Um, here's there's a plan going for the next property. If you want to hop in with us, here's what we've already done. Right. Because people right. want to rock people who already have something tangible existing. Right. It's easy to get people on board. Exactly. And I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, so, so yeah, that's that's why I love uh, what you do, man. You're just an action taker, man. And that is, that is uh, powerful. So we talked about other communities doing, you know, coming into. And, and, and if you take the race thing out of it, it just makes sense because one thing that we don't understand when it comes to uh, uh, gentrification and, and, and the black community, we don't realize that we can bring value to these communities if we focus there. So what other communities say is we want to buy while the costs are down and then we drive the value up and now we own all of this new value. We want to move out to neighborhoods where the value already exists by high, and then the value starts to drop after we mortgage two, three, four hundred thousand dollars. So, talk about how we, as a community or a group, meaning you and one other person, right, 
can start gentrifying our own neighborhoods and communities. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm actually glad you brought that up, Brother Cortez. Is oftentimes we don't value what's there. See, a, a whole lot of us are reactionary and we're not proactive. Mm-hmm. So we get moved, whether it be good moves or bad moves, by typically white people. So, so a whole lot of us were still under this colonialism. Um, and I say this very respectfully for our, our, our ancestors. A lot of us have are slave-minded, meaning mm-hmm. that we act on white people. Mm-hmm. Whether if they bother us, then we do something, or if they're nice to us, then we do something. So right. we, we have the vacant homes there. We have the border of homes there. And we don't value it because they haven't told us to do anything. Right, right. They haven't said, even said go. Some of us are, are going. Then once they start going, oh, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, it's been there. Right. It's been there. Like, it's been there. Yeah. It has yeah. literally been there. So we, a, whole, a lot of us just don't have a high enough value on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then we, 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 we have the black socialist community, which I don't even know what the fuck this means for this. What am I with? It's fucking bullshit, dude. And I, and, I, and I hear these people saying, don't become wealthy, don't get money, let, don't, don't live for abundance wealth, abundance, but you're being priced out. You're paying capitalist rent. You're paying so-called yeah. capitalist <laughs> rent. Listen, you're making right. them rich, but you're right. guilty about becoming rich. So uh, most of it is mental. Most of it actually is not financial because we have the money. We have the means. We want poor people to do something opposed to a Chinese person who just needs one or two people. We might need three or four, but these right. things can get done. Mm-hmm. It's a mental thing. Man. We, 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 we have to um, follow people like you and get our psyches in order, mm-hmm. get our psyches in order, and realize that right. we can do this. It's our right to do this and take some damn action, man. Yeah, and, and like you said, being reactionary to white stimulus, because that's, that's it's key that you said that because that boarded up vacant building where three, four, ten, twenty of our sisters have been raped in, or, 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 you know, nobody is reacting to say we need to turn this thing down, fix it up, transform it. But when a white person moves in uh, and say, "Hey, I'm gonna take this this lot next to this building and I'm gonna build on it," now all of a sudden it becomes priority that we do something with the eyesores in our community when at all along the eyesores in the community have been been causing all of this harm, but we're not reacting to the right things, right? And and uh, I think Evan mentioned it yesterday and a couple of guests before is because we react with some, oh, you may have said it last time on the show, we, we, we react from an emotional standpoint and we as a people are emotionally unstable. Right. So when you are emotionally unstable and you're letting emotions drive your decisions, then you're coming from a place of uh, instability. So uh, you mentioned being uh, a black man and having to deal with uh, some of the things that we're subject to on the job. You know, being a black man and being the best at what you do is a recipe for a disaster in a lot of uh, uh, corporate environments. Right. So, So talk about the mind shift that you had to go through uh, when you start to realize that, man, I see now why your father trained you in a certain way that when you realize that there was a, a literal target on your back as being a black man and being an educated black man and how we can sometimes be pushed out of 
establishments versus you know dropping out of establishments yeah so thank god for father didn't i i, I guess that's where uh, i got my wrongness from because he didn't share code anything so <laughs> let us know what is what and seeing the movie panther and seeing the movie Malcolm X in the theater when it first came out in the 90s when i was what 10 between like 10 and 12 years old i was like whoa so when I, when, when, I, when I experienced it as an, um, as a young adult, it hurt, but it was, I was prepared for it. I was prepared for it. I just said, I need to get my exit strategy on earlier than later, earlier mm-hmm. than later. So hearing that you, so what, what, what it was is basically don't be so good. So mm-hmm. I, as a dude, as a man, as a king warrior, after whatever you want to consider me, is I have to shrink myself to make these people feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. With positive, but I'm like, it was positive. But I, 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 it really boggled my mind. But then I said, like, oh yeah, this is, this is what I've been taught. And I, and, I, and I was a black studies major in college too. So I've lived this stuff, man. This is, this is things I live. Mm-hmm. So I just, bam, 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 bam. Ever, ever since that I actually been running in terms of old orders about entrepreneurship, I had a house a year later, a second house, um, two weeks after that. After that, I got some bad investment properties. And then I got more on the small business side of things. And then I started mm-hmm. selling real estate. So we need, since I've been doing my own thing, and since I've been living, uh, I, I live part-time in Georgia, and everyone out here is black, but where I live, and mm-hmm. in, a, in a lovely waterfront community, there's like a big-ass lake out there. Mm-hmm. And so I work with black people. I, my students are majority 95% black. So, so my money comes from black people. My, most of my businesses are geared towards black people. I live around black people. So it's just a win for me. And, and, and my mental health got better. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> when you aren't looking through the eyes of white people for your validation, which mm-hmm. a lot of us even do subconsciously, and yeah. that's okay. But, but we have to realize that we are doing it. And we have to realize that this has been programmed in us in order to change it. Mm-hmm. I just became a better human being. I yeah. became literally a better human being. So that's why I'm so hard on this man. Dude, I don't care what the people are saying. You can isolate yourself or, 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 or the majority of your life isolate yourself so, so you don't even have to deal with racism and white supremacy. You, you, can, you can get yourself out of the system if you dedicate a few years of just hardcore sacrifice. To be the time where it's boring, it's lonely, it can be ugly. Right. It, 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 it will be broken at times, but it's worth it internally. Yeah, and, and, and you, you made a, a good key point there. I know Dr. Boyce talks about all the time the um, oh, man. The, the psychology of of where we are uh, as a people, as, a, as, as men, and you talked about having to dumb yourself down in a sense to make somebody else feel comfortable around you. I had a sister on the show uh, when we did our, our, our week of phenomenal uh, female entrepreneurs, and she talked about... Yeah, 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 yeah. She talked about having uh, her degree and being the smartest person on the team uh, in in IT, and uh, but she wasn't treated well enough. So then she went back and got a master's. So now she's not only the smartest, she is she is certified the smartest on the team, and she realized that that wasn't a good thing. Being a black woman, highly educated, more intelligent than her white male counterparts. So you're talking about being in a situation where your mental health is at stake if you are not uh, 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 doing what you can to break free 
of that that platform and I, I haven't shared this before but the name of my media company is Dracomania Media right and I don't share this publicly but some of you guys know what Dracomania is that is the technical uh, 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 medical term given to slaves who kept trying to break free they said if you didn't want to be a slave and you kept trying to free yourself then you were crazy Right, that was in the DSM manual, Dracomaniac. Look it up. You are a Dracomaniac if you're a slave constantly trying to escape. So everything that I do is to attract other Dracomaniacs to me. Who else is trying to escape the plantation? Let's put together a plan and start to uh, do that, man. So I'm glad that you were able to escape the plantation, brother, because a lot of the things that you're doing. I'll do that right now. Yeah, a lot of things that you're doing are helping people escape that 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 mental slavery and then the physical slavery because uh as evan said wealth starts in the mind so your freedom also starts in the mind you got to see yourself the ability to be free of the corporate plantation and then things will start lining up for you so that you can have an exit strategy so let, let's talk about what, what you've done is you said you know what i've learned a lot about entrepreneurship a lot about making money in a lot of different ways a lot about how I can build an empire for myself by catering to my people, right? Exclusively, because that's basically, when you say the black real estate school, then you are specifically saying, hey, this is a school for black people who are interested in real estate. So you're unapologetically uh, um, passionate about that. And that's what I love about you. So talk a little bit about um, how you started to develop and, and what was in you that said, you know what, this is working so well for me that I want to teach it to my people because that that's part of the problem that we have a lot of people in uh, uh, positions of wealth and, and, and power and influence, but they say, hey, I got mine. Now you got to get yours. But you said the other way around, hey, I got mine. Now let me show a half a dozen other people how to get theirs too. What, what was that mindset and, and where did that come from? So I've always had the pro-black and the business side. So, 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 so the pro-black and the pro-black side, and I wasn't always sure how to merge it. So once I said, huh, I, I have all the sound, I know these things, and I, I study people. I mm -hmm. study people. I study people. So I, I was like, huh, my boys Watkins has the blue cam, my man Jay Morrison. You, you know what I mean, Jay Morrison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Morrison has a school. I was like, I'm going to get a school. So <laughs> It, it, it's real one-on-one -on -one. if you can study people and see what they're doing and study people who you value who you see like man like, like you, you're a great king you're a great queen i value i'm gonna take a couple of nuggets here mm -hmm. and, and i have my own twitter so i was like okay let me do this and, and i put my knowledge into a curriculum i got with my boy i saw evan doing it he or dj what up and i was like Oh shoot! So I can teach. I, I, I can teach. I, I was never good academically. So for me, teaching, I always thought I had to go through the math and PhD and, and, and teach at a college level. And I was like, but well, with technology and with us wanting to learn from people, tangible, tangible, tangible steps to get free financially mm -hmm. and to just add some an extra hundred or, or a few hundred or a few thousand. Got your income, everyone. I'm like, I can do that. I got right. that. I, I, I mastered the hell out of that. <laughs> right. I, I knew that. Right. And I said, wow, look, here what I know. And, I, and 
humbly, I got a lot of praise and a lot of good reviews from our students. I was like, man. So that was for the notary school. It was for Andre's notary school. Um, we show people how to start their own business. The mobile notary public, I was like, well, I know a lot about real estate. Let me just keep that, and that's going well. So I guess I've been hardcore into the tech, the teaching scene. And mm -hmm. for me, on a personal end, it provides passive income. It right. provides, I, 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 I always wanted to work from wherever I wanted to in the world. That's always been one yeah. of my personal missions. I want to work wherever I want to work. And so I, I've been all over the country the past year, year and a half. I had a queen in Dallas. I was able to, um, I was able to get there for a few months because I had these passive income systems in place. So mm -hmm. I took what I knew, I put it up to a curriculum, and here we are 3,000 students later. And people don't want to share knowledge. And I'm like, well, you could do it a few different ways. You could charge a reasonable fee for it, mm -hmm. or you could do it for free. But I've never personally understood holding on to. Yeah, I, I've never yeah. understood why to be the only person in your space. It, it, it just feels good to see other people win. I like seeing you yeah. guys win. Yes. I love it, actually. Exactly. I was on a podcast the other day, and I'm here talking to you, and I was um, with my man Kevin last week, and I'm like, how do I know all these great, phenomenal black men? And I'm like, wow. I love it. So if I can yeah. be part of just hanging with you guys and, and right. sharing and growing, for me, personally, it's a win, man. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing, too, is uh, I, I subscribe to a model that we call the learn, learn, do, teach triangle, right? And you learn something, you do it, and you teach it simultaneously. It helps get it into your spirit more. But I, I, I liken it like this. When you learn something or you know something, it stays on your hard drive until you teach it to somebody else. So yeah. as long as it stays on your hard drive, you have limited space to learn something new. But the minute the minute you teach it to somebody else, it goes into the cloud where there's unlimited storage. Now you freed up space on your hard drive to learn something new yourself. So I still have access to it from the cloud, but it's not on my hard drive. So I can continue to learn new things and and I just keep that cycle repeating. But like you said, seeing other people win, people say, man, you give out a lot of information on your show. You cover it from online marketing to wealth building strategies and business principles, all that stuff. It's like, man, you're doing a lot of stuff that you could be charging for and that kind of stuff. And, and trust me, I've watched you and Dr. Boy. So 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 the, the Thornton Academies are coming, right? <laughs> the schools are coming. Um, but but it's it's helping and seeing other people win uh, is is really really a passion of mine and I think my 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 my, my gift of the spirit is uh, exaltation. I love to just lift people up, motivate, encourage. So that's kind of more uh, my lane. But also uh, another way that you're helping people, specifically brothers. Talk about the book, man. Give me the title of the book, and let's talk about where that came from and how's that going so far. Yeah, uh, it's going well. It's going well. I want to be owned. The black man's got wealth creation in America. I'm going to get it. Hold on. All right, cool, cool. Own or be owned, the black man's guide to wealth creation in America. See, when, when brothers realize that in order for us to create wealth, we're going to have to create it from our own resources that that is that's going to be liberating for us because right now we feel that the only way that we can create income and, and mass for for most of us is 
we believe that income can only come through a paycheck, right? And and, and the good book talks about the fact that uh, you know profits are better than wages. But where do profits come from? Profits come from enterprise. Wages come from employment. So talk about a, a little bit about the core of the book, and then I want you guys to give me a thumbs up. Uh, give me a comment. Say right, right. Own or be owned in the chat if you're ready to go get Andre's book today, and we'll tell you exactly where to get it. Uh, even if you're a sister, buy a couple of them and give them to some of the men in your life. Buy it yourself and read it so you can understand what the man in your life is going through, and perhaps you can encourage him and motivate him in a different way for him to get these results that that Andre is talking about in the book. Go ahead, bro. All right, so on to be on the black man's got to work for in America. So I saw I saw the issue going on with our brothers in, in, in this country as people being oftentimes too soft and, 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 and a pat on the back and excuse making, which isn't cool and isn't healthy. And then I saw the degrading talking down to which it was like, that's, that's really messed up. Like, why are you doing that? I said, I can give a firm approach, but I think I can get it across where it's love felt and it's more motivational mm -hmm. and more encouraging uh, than either side of the coin. So I said, huh, I've done a lot of things wrong. I've done a lot of things. I've done, I've done a few things right. Let me put it into a book. And I have their viewpoints in here as well. So I said, let me just throw this in. Let me just throw this in here, throw this in here, throw this in here. Mm -hmm. And I want to have, not a Bible per se, but I want to have a semi-guide to where you might disagree with this, you might hate this, but this you agree with. Right. And I said, let me, let, me, let me throw it out here. And one of the things I talk about in here is, you know, how to pick a queen or, or, or what I look for in a queen. So I, um, when I get married, I need someone who's emotionally supportive. I mm -hmm. need someone who is emotionally supportive. I know yeah. what I mean. Right. Um, so it, 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 it's not a, it's not negotiable. Right. A whole lot of people taught what to look for in a potential queen, and they and they and they, and they want to have babies and marry people who they're not really into. I'm like, dude, like you need to have some kind of standard in there. Exactly. Like it's okay to have a damn standard, dude. Yeah. Have some freaking standards here, and with that, you need to bring your A game because queens will follow you. You don't even got to know everything. You got to know something. Exactly. Right? So exactly. Know something. It'd be a person of action. Be a person who knows how to make a damn decision. Yep. Something else really bugged me out because we're so many brothers out here who aren't used to making a decision. Yes, yes. A decision <laughs> where I'm, you know, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go out here. Be ready. Um, I'll get you that dress, and I'll see you at eight. Like, it, just yeah. just decisions and, and firmness. So yeah, in here, and, and we talk about um, arrested development. That's when mm -hmm. men live with their mother too long, and they mm -hmm. wind up in a, in a very no non-sexual way, but they're dating their mothers. Right. Running right. Yeah. Everything they're doing, they're running it by their mom. I'm like, oh my mom is this, and I'm like, dude, like you're pushing thirty here, like you, yeah, this, this is just way for the problem. And I have a plan in here. I'm like, okay, if you want to be close with your mom, if you want to live with your mom, you get a multi-family house, a mother-daughter house, a duplex, to mm -hmm. where you're there, she's there, save money. And then and you're able to still have your own man, I think, see, exactly. freedom and exactly. invite your queen over and not right. have <laughs> <laughs> right. some issues. Uh, I mean, that is that is funny that you say that, man, that, uh, you know, the making decisions part, right? Simple stuff. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to go? I don't know where you want to go. Where do you want to go? I don't know where you want to go. Let's go where you want to go. It's, it's <laughs> 
you can't even decide on a on dinner, right? That's why that's why she gonna leave your butt, man. You can't even decide on dinner, babe. What you want to do? I'm gonna eat whatever you want to eat, whatever you want. No, man, take charge, man, and, and make a decision. Do something. But you're you're absolutely right. Uh, you know where we are. The effemination of the black man is a real thing, uh, in large part because of you, you know we. There's an attack on us, point blank, period. But what I want sisters to understand is the attack on us isn't an attack on us. It's an attack on you. See, yeah. sisters don't understand that, all right, you can do something to a man, but whatever you do to that man stops right there. But if you can break the psychology of a woman who's then going to teach all of her male children, you are the target. You are the target. We're not the target. It is them targeting us to get to you. Because during our times of slavery, when they broke the man, it wasn't for the breaking of the man. You saw that they took the biggest, the strongest, the, the most robust brother and broke him down mentally, physically, and psychologically. But it wasn't for the breaking down of him. They did it in front of you, so you train your children. No, you say, yes, sir. You don't look that man in his eye. So you broke that kid's spirit psychologically. So what we want the sisters to start looking at is it's time to start raising some more lions around her and saying, you know what? This might get my baby killed, but I'd rather him die on his feet than live the rest of his life on his knees, right? And then you talk about having standards. Uh, you know, that that's something that, that's important to me. I am, uh, if you've never read the book, Five Love Languages, uh, Men and Women, that's a great book so you can understand what you need as a person. My love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. So if I'm with a sister who's always talking about you ain't nothing, you ain't never gonna be nothing, and that hurts me more than it hurts somebody who uh has a different love language i need words of affirmation in order for me to 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 feel validated by my princess right so you have to understand that about yourself so that you can then go and find some people that you are compatible with right so that's good stuff bro good stuff so uh, we had a lot of people uh type in the chat that own to be owned so they're going to grab the book uh make sure you let brother dre know that that Financial health mentor talking money in the morning is where you see it because we like to know what kind of reach and influence that we're having on our audience. So let them know that uh, you checked this out. You checked them out over here and and you loved his his content and you want to go ahead and grab the book. You also have brother the passive income school and 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 here's where I think I, as black men we need to get on board with this because we can. There's two things that we are mandated by the creator to be providers and protectors right mm -hmm. now don't 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 fall for the banana and the tailpipe most brothers are being providers of their family i know statistically and what's in the media says that all of these families are born in these broken homes but you got to understand how they do statistics right if there's not a marriage license in place then they're saying that that's a broken home that's a not a a, a household where a man is there dominating and running his family so statistics are skewed but with that being said, if we are to be providers and protectors of our families, all right, babe, have a good one. If we are to be providers and protectors of our families, ask yourself this question. 
how well can if you have to spend 12 hours in the provision mode where are you in the protection mode right you have to be present to protect something right yes you, you your provision provides for a house maybe you move your family out to a nice neighborhood and you're providing that way but still if something goes down you got to ask your boss for permission to go take care of what's going on in your household so passive income is a way that brothers can become more efficient in their ability to provide and protect for their family because you can literally make the same money you make in a week you can make that in a couple of hours a day uh if you understand yeah. passive income so give us about five or six different ways that you, you you list in your school that people can go after and start building up passive income streams yeah and and touch on that yesterday I sold the course for it was 800 and change. It, 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 was, it was a year access to every course at the notaryBusinessSchools.com, and I was like, "Wow!" I spent I, 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 I like 10 years ago or so, like that was my weekly pay. <laughs> so yeah, you right. can do that. Right. Yeah, passive income. So I well, it was two things. It, it, it was no, actually three things. So it, it's always been a goal of mine, long term, to be that this app has been coming in. I thought it was going to be mostly real estate, mm -hmm. but then I got involved more in the tech and the online space, and I and the small business startup thing. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool too. So um, about a, about almost two years ago, I was in a car accident, and I couldn't perform the mobile notary jobs myself for a while. I, mm -hmm. I literally couldn't have a hard time walking. So I said, damn, I had this idea for a while, and I, and, and I said, man, it, it's time to teach it. It's time to teach it. Let me package it up and let me teach it. So I was I was injured. I was injured and it forced me to excel. But sometimes being fired, mm -hmm. divorce, a layoff, breakup, whatever, it can force you to propel. So I I, I was in that predicament, and I was like I, I, I was able to sell my I was sell my knowledge live and and pre-recorded. So I was like, man, this is phenomenal. Then I said, let me do it again with the real estate with my real estate school. Then I did it with my home. Notary service because I, I wasn't doing jobs anymore myself. I was just middlemaning the jobs out per se. Mm -hmm. So let me give an example. I've been in Georgia since basically the whole year, uh, 2017. I had a friend Mike. He did two jobs for me last week for my company, mm -hmm. and I charged a client 135 for one and for the other one 125. So I was able to make 45 and 35 bucks off each job. I literally just had my phone. Right. I got right. the call. I quoted them. I was like, "Hey, I might just all you be here this time, this time, this time." Passive income. Mm -hmm. Now I have a clothing company. Hold on one second. And everything I do, I prove it. Everything mm -hmm. you hear me talk about that I do, mm -hmm. I'll, I'm going to show it. So, so I own to be on. Now we have a documentary coming out. You can check out the trailer at ownerbeyond.co. We have mm -hmm. a clothing company. So I say, "Huh?" I found out that you can have. Um, have the clothes drop ship, meaning that you don't have to print them or hold the inventory. Mm -hmm. you, you, you have a company mail them out for you, mm -hmm. and you just cut private off of it. It's a smaller yeah. profit margin, but you're also not at the post office all day and all night. Right, exactly. So like, okay, let me teach you that. So master it, teach it. Master it, teach it. So there you go. How to build a course. If you've mastered something, yeah. if you have mastered something, if you have a semi-decent way to express yourself mm -hmm. you can a course and you can sell that course and yeah. i'll show people how to pack awesome awesome and, and i i tell people all the time is 
every one of us know how to do at least one thing better than most. Yes. We know how to do it so well that somebody will either pay us to do it for them, they will pay us to show them how to do it, they will pay us to, to, to do it with them, or they will buy products and service from us that will help them do it better. And those could all be passive income streams, right? But we, yeah, yeah, and that and that's what we're doing is is we're not looking at and 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 I try to get across to people as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. If I hired you to work for me and I'm willing to give you ten dollars an hour, you have to know that what I'm what you're doing and your value to me has to be worth 40, 50, 60 dollars an hour or else I would be a bad businessman. I wouldn't pay uh, something pay for or invest in something that's not going to give me a great return. If I'm giving you ten dollars per hour, you must be making me a hundred dollars per hour or otherwise I'm not a good businessman. So when you look at it from that perspective, say, hey, if I'm making 30, 40 dollars an hour on the job, chances are I could be making three, four, five times that if I learn how to package my own skills and, and work as a consultant or whatever your skills are, you can package them yourselves and make all of that money or most of that money versus forming yourself out for a lesser amount because your employer is taking on all the overhead and all that, that kind of stuff. So good stuff. Passive income, guys. Get some in your life today, right? <laughs> on to be on. Another passive income stream, right? wrote the book one time, right? So he doesn't have to write the book every time somebody orders the book, right? So passive and residual income streams, guys, we got to get to that place because again, when me as a man, when I was able to fire my boss, uh, October 3rd, 2016, now I'm beginning to see what it's really like to be that protector for my family because I'm here. I can protect more what goes into my kids' heads and, and that sort of thing. I can protect more when, when I'm here, when my wife comes home and if she's emotionally distraught, I'm here, right? But if I have to go get my income from somewhere else, I miss a lot of those opportunities, right? So passive income allows you to be effective and efficient in your generation of income, and then you can be present. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about one of our, our uh, 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 guests or our, our viewers uh, chimed in yesterday and said, hey, what is the process for acquiring properties from the city or something like that? Uh, because we know that a lot of times the city owns a lot of the dilapidated buildings and things of that nature. Is there a special process that we could use to start acquiring some of that land to help transform and beautify our communities? Yes, there is. Now, I'll back real quick. Um, for the brothers who are watching who don't necessarily or with the queen and they and and they have a job and, and they're like i don't know where to start i'm not sure what to do i would suggest this just take small steps and bring the plan that you're working on to your queen and she'll automatically respect you for having some kind of plan and forward motion um positive place i don't want them to feel neglected or feel like you know yeah that they are can probably equate just come up with something and uh, watch a quick video and watch my stuff, and, and you'll be able to come up with an idea. So, yeah. yes. And I think every time I hear the president, um, uh, your man Trump, talk about Chicago, 
you know, what's going on in my head? I'm thinking, oh my God, they're going to take over all those properties. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a positive fear because I'm like, man, Chicago's a major city. There exactly. aren't a lot of major cities in the country. We think there are, but there aren't a lot of like not. top five cities. And, and there aren't going to be. Chicago's a major city. Chicago is a major city. So for the city owned property, um, I sent you the link for Kevin, if you have yeah. on your camp. Yeah. You go to the city that you're looking to buy the properties at. And you go to their city, uh, to the county clerk's website or the public website for the city. It, it would probably end in .org. So mm-hmm. I was on a site, I was on a site called, um, it's Newburgh, Newburgh, New York. It's about an hour and a half north of New York City. That's going to be a major hub in the next few years. It's on the water. People can't afford Brooklyn or Harlem anymore. I mean, so many board of beat down homes. It is insane. It is insane. So go to the city's website. They probably have an application for you to fill out. Fill out the application and apply for the properties. And they oftentimes have loans and or grants in place if you want to turn the homes into a Section 8 living, assisted living, or, or have anything that would make the city look good, any kind of program per se. Mm-hmm. They all the time will either help you with that, uh, whether it be a grant or a loan. And I say this, even if you can't fix the property right now, don't sweat it. Get the property now, fix it up later. And again, if I want how to build up Black Wall Street, people want to work with people who have something tangible. I can mm-hmm. show you homes that I have bought. I can show you homes that I sold as a real estate agent. I can show you classes that I've taught and, and probably that I've made. So, so I have a track record. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have a track record. So when you have a track record, even if it's one piece of property you have, you can contact your brother and sister and say, hey, let's do this last Wall Street thing. I already have the asset. Mm-hmm. Now let's build it up together. Here's what I need. Here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do. Let's bring our skills together. And let's build. So go to the city's website mm-hmm. um, and apply there and take it from there. And stay diligent on the process because sometimes it can be annoying. It can be, it can be a lot of paperwork. It can be a lot of phone calls. It can be showing up at the office. Just see it through mm-hmm. and uh, don't get discouraged if it doesn't happen right away. Think long term. Yeah. And again, even if it's vacant land, get something because once these things are gone, man, protests, they're yeah. going to be gone. Yeah. They're going to be. It, I'm feeling that that, that all the, that 90% of the hoods in this country are going to be eliminated in the next five years. I don't think it's going to be yeah. Yeah, so, I, I, I I agree with you because what what you have to realize what has happened is white flight took place because the the crime and the violence started to spill outside of the projects. See, the projects was yeah. built to contain the crime and the violence amongst black people. That began to spill out of the projects and and where were all of the projects placed? In the downtown urban centers. So when it started to spill out of the the, the projects and into more surrounding areas, that's when white flight took place and they moved to the suburbs. But guess what they realized they left behind when they moved to the suburbs? All of the infrastructure and the power structure. So that's why every major city was initially abandoned. And then what did we start to see happening? Because white flight took place, we started to see black mayors pop up in all of these major metropolises. Then they said, wait a minute, we ran and left the power structure 
So now gentrification is allowing them to force their way back in, and we can stop that right and nip it right at the bud if they start coming back in and we already own a lot of that property and we started to develop it ourselves and now we still own the power structure and they have to go build somewhere else but you're right uh that's what donald trump keeps talking about when he whenever you see the term urban you know that means the black community the inner city and that's what they're trying to 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 uh redevelop so that they can displace us again. I don't know about you guys, but here in uh, Missouri, I'm in St. Louis, the nicest section eight and low income homes are now in the county. So now they're forcing black flight because they say, wait a minute, we don't want the section eight and the projects to be downtown anymore because that's valuable real estate. Let's move them out to the suburbs, take the projects, convert them into lofts, three, four, five hundred dollar thousand uh, dollar edifices and that's what's happening so we have the ability to to, to get some some of this uh piece of this pie for ourselves but we got to see opportunity bingo and also in the hunt for the property go to homepath.com and listen go to homepath.com or the all fannie made bank on home fannie made in the government um bad program so, so so they're all basically foreclosures mm -hmm. and also aim for multi-family homes whenever possible aim for multi homes whenever possible that's how real wealth is built um so the more units the better mm -hmm. the more you the better off you'll be and again buy it as long as you can pay the taxes on it um hold it and again the rest can be figured out i've learned that it's that there's all kinds of funding out there, all kinds of financing to develop homes, like like mm -hmm. the ground up construction loans. There are options out here to really yeah. get busy. So our idea for the new Black Wall Street is not that far fetched. I just I'm a believer, personally speaking, to just start with you and your queen, you and your frat brother, you and me, and get like a few more cats and get start building with whatever you can and then you get yeah. bigger as you know but multi-family homes are the way to go in my opinion yeah i can't remember the famous historian who says uh start uh, where you are with what you have and know that is enough right start with where you are with what you have and know that that is enough so many times see i'm gonna, I'm gonna get on to something else but i know you believe because uh, you talk about you know what you believe in and your beliefs and so many times we refuse to step out on faith because we need to see all 10 steps nope just show me the next one and i believe that steps four five and six are going to appear when i take steps one two and three right so so many times we won't take steps one because we need to see what step 10 looks like and that's not how faith works if you say i have a vision and, and, and sometimes God will show you that thing at the end of the rainbow, but he don't show you the path to get there. He just say, this is what it looks like when you get there, start walking. And some of you start shaking in your boots and you never take the first step because you say, you're telling me to start walking, but I don't even know which direction. I don't know what the first step is, the second step. Just start moving, start where you are, with what you have, and know that that is enough. Brother Dre, man, this hour has flown by my brother. Uh, we got four minutes to go. Uh, <laughs> so, so 
I'm going to let you get the last three minutes and I'll close the show out, man. Any parting thoughts, anything that you got special going on, promotions, discounts, any of your programs, courses, or whatever, man, take it away. Anything you want this people, these people to know uh, now live and those who are listening to the uh, recording, the replay, or the podcast later on iTunes, the Stitcher, go for it, bro. All right. Um, again, it's an honor to be here. I appreciate it. It's fun. It's exciting. And it's just confirmation for me that I'm doing the right thing and my life is going in the right direction. So on a personal level, I, I get a lot of joy out of this. So thank you again, uh, audience, for the Cortez. If I, if, I, if I think a summary, be careful who you date. <laughs> if you're about this life, date someone who's also about this life. They don't have to be on your level. They don't have to be on your level. They have to get where you're going. They have to get that this is going to consume you. A whole lot of nights that there aren't going to be fancy restaurants because that 50, 60, 80, 120 bucks will probably have to go into the stock market or into a trust so we can buy up some properties. Be careful who you allow into your life romantically. It can really help propel you or it can stunt your growth. All right. Uh, um, that's one thing. The second thing is start small. Don't, if you can get a big group off the bat, it's great. But don't wait for a big group to start the process. Just start with what you have, one cat, two cats, two queens, whatever, or just you, <laughs> just you, and yeah. um, start from there. Again, the city-owned properties and the homepath.com, those are tangible places that you can get some um, properties that are below market value. Think long-term, focus on delayed gratification, not right now. <laughs> delayed gratification, uh, it, it works. Everything that I've been working on, I've been hardcore into for the past three years, and I haven't always known what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, I don't know what I am doing. I just know that I can do it, and I know that I'm going to take consistent action, and, I, and I'll be the most persistent cat in the freaking world. So yeah. don't worry about knowing everything. Just start the process. Start the process and stay in it. Uh, my personal website is andrechatchett.com. AndreSaxon.com. Um, Cortez, he'll share some links later on if you guys want to yeah. take a course. I'm not great at everything I do. I, I am not, but I am a damn good teacher. I'll tell you <laughs> that. And I have people in with me who are who who blow me out the way. So honored, happy. Uh, the book, I think it's going to help out about some brothers out there. And the documentary, the trailer's out. To, to, it, it, if you can pre-order a copy at ownerbeyond.co, and it's honor. Gotcha, gotcha. So, guys, I told you, uh, hopefully you had your seatbelts on uh, and you didn't crash and burn, but I told you the brother was going to bring some heat. Uh, and that's what this thing is, man. You guys know me. You've been following me for a while. You know I, I, I don't we don't have to talk about problems. We know what the problems are. We've got to get to drilling down some solutions and creating some action plans. So Dre gave you some actionable steps, right? Start looking into how you can get some passive income into your life. Start looking at how you can acquire some land. Guys, land is the only thing on this planet that we're not getting more of, guys. There's a finite amount of it, and the more you own. He also alluded to something. He didn't say it quite uh, uh, as clearly, but the internet is online land. See, he's taking up a lot of internet real estate as well with his classes and his courses and the things that he's doing online. And that allows him to be wherever he is on the planet with this, he's in business. 
I can get busy. Yeah. You, you guys understand that? Wherever he is on the planet with one of these, he's got business. So we've got to start looking at the broader scheme of things and figuring some things out. It starts with an understanding that first you have to decide that you want to be free. You first have to decide that you want to be wealthy. Then you define what those terms mean to you. Then you actually discipline yourself to uh, actually do what it's going to take to get those things done. Right. And you take action daily and then you disassociate yourself from people who are not going to help you or support yeah. you in your pursuit yeah. of reaching and achieving any That's goal that you set is worthwhile. So, guys, it is eight o'clock. Today's show is brought to you by the real, the Black Real Estate School and the Passive Income School. We will have the links to all of that stuff in the description below. As you guys know, I always give you the links to where my sponsors are. Go to hcortezthornton.com if you want to see written commentary and the replay of the show. Uh, also, iTunes and Stitcher will have this stuff in, in an hour or so. Um, theblackrealestateschool.com. If you're into real estate and you want to start learning from some of the best, because uh, Andre is he had his first property at 22, so he's been in this thing a long time. And then you guys know how networking works. Because he's in it, he networks with other multimillionaire real estate investors, agents, developers, and he brings those folks in to teach classes on what they specialize in. I was watching one young lady who was teaching on tax lien certificates and the uh, how you can use that as a strategy, how you can niche down in the side of the real estate sphere. It's not all about flipping properties because we watched flip this house a thousand times on A&E, right? There's a, a ton of different ways you can be involved in real estate. And a lot of times it don't take a whole lot of money to get yourself in, get yourself connected, start learning and growing, and then you can start developing your capital along the way. So with that, I am your main man, H. Cortez, the one and only financial health mentor to the working class. Part three of Black Wall Street Week will feature a young uh, queen, an STLEN right here with me, Eliana Campbell of uh, STL, uh, 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 STL Black Biz. So you get to hear from a female perspective why buying black is so important, why building uh, and economic development is so important. So you get to hear from a queen on her thoughts and what, what moved her in that area. So tomorrow, I want you to come right back, same time, same channel. But until then, I want you to get your money up because you absolutely can do it. So I'm going to end the broadcast, but stay, stay live with your, 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 uh, your, your camera uh, for a second, Dre. All right, talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace out. Bye, guys.